This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dear young married couple, what is your relationship like with Instagram? You know, the research is uh, out and it shows that social media really does affect you. It can affect your mood. It could affect your self-image. But uh, how should we allow it to affect us? Yeah, and despite the research, it seems like so many of us, and I'm gonna put myself in that category too, we still stay on social media. Why is that? Why do we have this love-hate relationship with Instagram? And we're saying Instagram in particular, but we mean all of social media. We just assume a lot of our listeners are on Instagram. So why is this? Why the love-hate relationship? So today, we are going to interview Annalise from Feminine Not Feminist. And it was a, a, just a, such a fabulous conversation. Yeah, she's a deep thinker. We would call her an apologist, a writer. And she has a lot to say about this topic, um, not just social media in general, but how it impacts our marriage. Um, and we also throw a curveball at her at the end. So stay tuned for that. We um, pop in a question from one of you. You get to hear the voice of one of you that are listening um, that asked a question about social media. And we just randomly decided to throw that in toward the end. So listen in. You're really going to enjoy this episode. Hey, Annalise, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for being willing to come on again. Thank you for having me. I loved last time's conversation, so I'm very excited. Yes, yes. it was a hot button topic on feminism, the impacts of feminism on marriage. We'll link her last um, episode in the show notes so you guys can listen. Um, but we're so thankful that you're coming on again and this time to talk about social media, something that almost all of us find ourselves doing either too much of or doing it maybe in some of the unhealthy ways. Yeah. And well, social media and how it ties to our the way we see ourselves and value yeah. how we value ourselves comparing ourselves to each other yeah and then how it impacts relationships yeah i yeah. think a lot of people can relate to this and maybe if you don't think you do yet you probably will before the end of this. there you go all right annalise well let's jump in talk to us about what's been on your heart lately regarding um whether it's the use or maybe the misuse of social media especially when it comes to our marriage yeah so i'm in a space on social media that I don't know what you want to call it, but the femininity sphere, the marriage sphere, the homemaking sphere. And we rightly have an emphasis on improving our marriages, growing in our marriages, getting better at being married. And yeah. I 
that's a good thing. Um, but I think there's 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 two things that okay. I've been ruminating on recently. And one is that sometimes the emphasis on, well, here's how you can improve your marriage and you know, five steps or this or that. Yes. Um, it can almost come across, and I'm speaking for myself, the way I have often written and presented, it can come across as um, like, like here's your five steps to a better marriage. And, and women can get in this mindset where they're like, well, I'm doing all the right things and things aren't getting better. What's mm. wrong with me? What's wrong with us? Yeah. What's it, wrong with him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it takes time to, That's right. I mean, it takes time to have a good marriage and it takes a yes. lot of work. And so someone could be like, and I've been doing this for, you know, I've been working on communication and um, biblically submitting and all this stuff for months and I'm not seeing any progress. And um, we can get in the, in the mindset that the immediate results are the measure of how good something is. Mm. And um, actually my pastor was just talking about this yesterday that he said, don't get caught up in measuring God's wisdom by the worldly results it produces. Mm. And, and um, that really struck me because I think sometimes we can do this with marriage, not that God's ways don't produce good things in marriages because they mm. do. Right. right. But sometimes doing a lot of tilling the ground and a lot of sowing and it's not harvest time yet. Yes. <laughs> and we get impatient and it says in Galatians, you know, um, let us not grow weary in doing good for in due yeah. season. We will reap if we do not give up. Mm. Um, but that, that sowing season and that tilling season can be very long and it can be very hard and we can start to think well maybe god wasn't right about this or maybe you know maybe my marriage is just broken or maybe i'm just broken i'm just flawed mm -hmm. and that in that mental state that one can get themselves in you become very vulnerable and very susceptible to the effects of social media yeah. and then a comparison can become um just so easy to fall into. Mm. And so you're already in that state where you're, you're, you're working, but you're just not seeing immediate results. And then you come across, you know, maybe someone who's been married much longer and they seem to have it all put together. Um, and instead of saying, you know, this person has their own story and I honor that. And, you know, we just quickly fall into further discouragement. Mm. Um, and, and I also think too, there's, you know, we can look at the different types of marriages we see on social media. And I kind of, it sounds kind of silly, but something that I've observed in my years on social media is there's a lot of like what I call Instagram couples that will take videos of each other. And yes. Like, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Totally. And, um, they tend to be people that are very vocal, like, like they're probably both words of affirmation people because they're like, videos of like, like complimenting each other and stuff like that. And you, that's like one type of marriage between two like extroverts probably. Right. right. And then you think that's like the standard or, you know, there, there could be other different types of marriages you're seeing on social yes. media. So in or even just like funny, state. like the humorous couples. I, I mean, right. I've personally fallen into that trap of like, okay, here we are on social media doing it this way or this style. And then we see like the funny couples and I'm like, 
look, should we try to do that? Like, that would be fun. And then we're like, no, that's not us. I told Chris, I was like, that is not us at all. Like I'd feel so silly and disingenuous doing that. Yeah. Right. Right. And it's not like, well, that's not me. Well, then I can't do anything. It's like, that's not me. So what, what is us? Right. What can we do? What can we present to others? Mm. Um, because people don't need what we aren't. Like, <laughs> yes. So, this is well so said. good. That's what I've been thinking about. You know, yeah. all right, dialing back, talking about being outcomes focused. And I, I couldn't help but think that, like, outcome, being outcome focused is sort of like controlling. It's, it's trying to control what happens. And, like, you said, you know, talking about tilling and, you know, God says, hey, you do the work. You plant you till I bring the increase and it's like we're trying to dump loads of water on it and God says hey I I do that I bring the increase but it's up to you to do the work and trust don't look at the outcomes but be obedient to the process yes and yeah, in that Apollos or Paul planted Apollos water yes. right. growth. obviously that's talking about evangelism but I think it can apply oh, uh, yeah. and and that's absolutely true that there's an element of control that, okay, God, I'm doing the right thing. So are you going to bless me with the results in my timing, in my way? Mm. And that's not walking by faith. That's walking by sight because you mm -hmm. can see yeah. <laughs> you're walking right. by faith. You actually have to trust and, you know, <sighs> when you don't see. It's like we're, we're stomping on the, on the rows of, of, uh, strawberries that we've planted and like, come on, grow. Right. Right. <laughs> Why aren't you growing? Right. But it's, it's that patience, I think. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's very interesting. I, I, you know, we're kind of applying this very broadly right now, but when it comes to marriage, people can sniff out and smell so quickly. Um, when I'm doing something to get something out of it mm. rather than doing it for the purpose of doing it. Like I love my wife because I love my wife. I don't love her because she makes the bed and cooks the food and <laughs> is a great mom. Like those are aspects of the, my wife that I love, but I'm not like being kind to her in order to get more of that. Mm. Yeah. Which is worldly. That is worldly pragmatism. It's mm. that a thing is measured by its results and it's measured by its, does it work? Mm. That's not how God thinks. <laughs> right. Right. And yeah. that's, I think, what the danger of, of going to like, oh, do this tip or five steps for more affirmation in your marriage. It's like, yeah, how long, if it's not a change of heart, how long does that actually work mm. before you're just like, oh, it didn't work. He didn't even respond or mm. she didn't even like notice. Right. Instead of doing it's it, it's not worth it. Versus, <laughs> right. you know, yeah, an offering and a service to God that from the outpour of the love I have from Him, I love my spouse. Mm. Very different mindset and so much more sustainable. Exactly. It is. Yeah. I think so. I've been thinking a lot about this. This is fun to have this conversation. Mm -hmm. I've been thinking about the virtues and about um, like the fruit of the spirit, and if we can simply like analyze our life and be really honest about, you know, how am I doing in these areas and what virtues could I work on to it personally? Because you know that Galatians 6, 7, we're talking about sowing and reaping, um, you know, like 
if you plant this, you're going to get this, but planting it for the sanctification purpose rather than to manipulate your spouse to be better purpose. Yes. Yeah, that's really good. The Hmm. sanctification. I love that you brought that word up because that's becoming like Christ is an end in itself. Hmm. Coming like Jesus is an end in itself. And there's a, there's a quote by, I don't know if you're familiar with Paul Washer, but he has this, this quote where he talks about, um, God will, what does he say? Um, God will oftentimes, you know, give, give us a husband or wife who doesn't meet, doesn't live up to the exact ways that we most wanted a husband or a wife mm-hmm. to live up to because that is how we learn to show unconditional love because how can you show you unconditional go. love to someone who meets all your conditions? And so, and how better to look like Jesus than showing unconditional love to someone who does not meet all your conditions. When that clicked for me, it's like, oh, this is about becoming like Christ. Mm. And, and, and the, the amazing thing is that a beautiful marriage can come from that and often does come from that. And that's wonderful. But the goal is Christ likeness and, and being conformed to, you know, becoming uh, partakers of the divine nature as it talks about in, I think, second Peter. So Mm -hmm. yeah, (laughs) that's where my head. I love that. How can you show unconditional love to somebody who meets all of your conditions? And so your spouse is one way that you engage in the process of sanctification. So I'm going to work on not meeting your conditions, babe. (laughs) (laughs) That's the wrong application. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Okay. So you said something earlier. You were talking about like the patience that we need to have, like, especially in the context of seeing something on social media and then just, I'm going to apply those three things and I should see results. Um, And I find it interesting that something like Instagram, for instance, it's designed to be a microwave type social media outlet. Like it's designed to give you those quick dopamine hits. It's designed for, I mean, very fast paced. You can't put long form content on social media. You can't write a long post because people won't read it. You know, like it's designed for quick, 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 quick. And yet we think that we're going to get these long-term results from these microwave inputs. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, microwave solutions, microwave inputs. Yeah. I, um, I, I used to write, my writing style has changed a bit on social media. I think partly in recognition of that, because Mm. I would kind of be like, if you want to have a better marriage, or I had a better marriage when I learned these three things or, you know, yes. And I think that that can be catchy and that can get people listening. Yeah. And you know, that's not necessarily wrong, but now my writing looks, it's so much more, um, like I had so many more qualifiers and like, I'm like something I've learned and I'm trying to apply and I'm starting to see fruit. Like, (laughs) yes, because I, I recognize that it just doesn't, doesn't work this way. And I think too, like just the longer I've been married, I realized that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that there are ebbs and flows in one's marriage. And if you're in like a really great season and you're really understanding one another and it's just like very intimate and close, you're like, wow, I'm like 
I'm the expert. Like I figured this out. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then you hit a difficult season, and you're like, <sighs> maybe, maybe I'm not as sanctified, or maybe I haven't figured things yeah. out as much as I, I think I should. And so, so why I, are we doing this podcast? Right. Yeah. There's that. Uh, I think it's. Is it Paul in Romans two, where he says, "You who teach others, do not teach yourself." Yes. And I just thought about that a lot recently of like, you who teach others, are you teaching yourself? Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. We need to check ourselves. And we, and we have a lot of um, folks in leadership listening, you know, you serve at your local church or maybe even uh, abroad or on a social media type platform and ask yourself that question, you know, like, are you being poured into and are you being taught and are you digging into the word um, rather than just pouring out from potentially an empty bucket. Yes. Yes. And apply that to marriage. And, you know, you might be able to give the right advice to people. You can have, you can say the right things, but, um, but it's gotta, it's, it's gotta be planting and growing and watering in your own heart. So, yeah, I love that. And I think that's where it comes full circle to if, if you're numbing your brain with social media and so much like I had actually, I was in the car with someone recently um, that said, you know, I've really stepped away from social media and I only choose to listen to one or two podcasts a week. And, and that's, I think, fabulous because right now we're in information overload. You know, there's 20, uh, 20,000 books on marriage, you know, <laughs> yeah. all kind of saying the same thing at times. Um, I've seen some really bad advice too, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're giving this, these merit, this marriage advice. And it's like, wait, if you slow down and just read one chapter and really applied it and was very intentional, I mean, just taking the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, you long taking those yeah. things, writing them on your wall in Sharpie and reading them every single morning as you poured your coffee and said, how can I do better? Or what of these things do I see the most deficiency and God, how can I be better? And mm. maybe you can influence me here in my patience. So okay. before I get angry or frustrated or yeah. raise my voice, God, give me that check so I can step back and be like, okay, this is an area that I need help and I need the spirit to work. Mm -hmm. That's good. Right. Or doing that with first Corinthians 13 of what is love. love. Yes. Love that. Mind, you know, rejoices with truth and all, and all that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. I love that. And Philippians 4, 8, whatsoever yes. things are pure, lovely. Like, I think that just simply meditating on God's word yeah. and applying it daily and, and using a very small window, your glass to look through and say, like, I'm going to work on this. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's what, that's what a lot of the the, um, I'm trying to remember, like, I think it was not Anselm, but, uh, Thomas Aquinas and, and even Benjamin Franklin, I, I remember reading some of his virtues that, but they rated themselves on these things and were continually striving to be more of those good things. Mm -hmm. I think if we did that rather than use this quick hack yeah. and said, maybe this is more of a inclination. Maybe this is more of a, I don't know, I'm striving toward this mark it's more of a narrow focus yeah. and it really is engaging in a legitimate process of sanctification because mm -hmm. john 17 said sanctify them through 
thy truth. Mm. Thy word is truth. And if you're focusing on his word and it doesn't have to be, you know, 10 chapters a day, but you're focusing on his word, then, then you're sowing that seed and, and engaging in sanctification. Yeah. I think it was, um, I think it was Joel Urshan who was on our podcast that talked about, you know, people ask like, how, how much of the word should I be reading each day? And he said, well, it's your daily bread. So how much bread do you need to eat? Like enough. You need to eat enough. How much to satiate you? Yeah. And so I was like, wow, that's so, cause that could be for that day. That could be like one verse that just, you know, fills you up and you meditate on it and you apply it and you write it out and you're praying on it. And that's your bread for the day. And then other days you might read a whole several stories, you know, through several chapters and that's your bread for the day. So I, I love that idea of like, just in comparison to what we've been talking about with social media, you know, like it it pales in comparison to the bread that we get from the word. Yeah. Right. Uh, The, the, I don't know if you call it the crumbs of social media (laughs) or the candy that's just like pure sugar. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, Doesn't keep you full very long. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I have a question for you, Annalise. How how do you see um, men and women uh, and the, the differences in how they approach social media when it comes to comparison? You know, like mom mom guilt or mom judging versus like what do men do on social media that you've have you seen like a a pattern? Yeah, I think that, and you know, I'm just gonna give my generalizations and yep, people don't like that. That's fine, but. Um, <laughs> I think women tend to be more, I say this, one thing I see women say a lot of that I don't see men say on social media is I feel shamed by this, or I feel judged by this, or I feel, we tend to internalize the things we see much deeper and quicker than Mm -hmm. men, I think. Um, And which leads to social media being a very emotional experience for women. And so I think if my, if my husband goes on, he doesn't really have, I, I made him an Instagram and then he was like practicing, like creating posts in a uh, <laughs> software and just like randomly put it like he doesn't, but his feedback was like, I don't like what's on my explore page. Like that was his feedback for me. Like, you know, and so yeah. I said, oh, you work on the algorithm if you want to like see things you actually like. Yeah. Um, you know, his, that's <laughs> my relationship with social media. It's like, it's much more emotional. And I think mm-hmm. that because of that, because of, um, women are constantly sharing things with other women. And then it's like, you know, so-and-so says I buy organic food. Oh man. Does that mean I need to buy organic food? Yes. Are, you, are you shaming those who don't buy organic? <laughs> um, right. Is my family going to be okay if we're, you know, it's so much more uh, dense with feeling and, um, just like it's high stake. Yeah, so that's true. And it, I, and shoulds, right? Like you should be doing you this should or you shouldn't be doing that. Whereas if my husband saw someone say you should do this on social media, I mean, it would just be like, okay, well I'm not, and I don't care. Like, you know, it's just, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think and- even for women, it's the possibility of there could be a should. Uh. Right. So they might not immediately apply it and say, oh, I have to go get organic stuff because I saw someone else talking about organic 
you know, stuff. But should I? But like, should I, should I actually start researching this? Oh man, maybe I should. <laughs> and I, it's interesting you brought up researching things because this is not a statement about uh, other denominations or Catholic or Orthodox, okay? But I have noticed a lot of, I've noticed a few friends recently um, converting to like Catholicism or Eastern Orthodoxy, okay? And, but what I've noticed is when that happens, um, there's, uh, how do I say this? There's a lot of conversation. Right. Their page that, that goes into it. And a lot of women, okay, can you tell me about this thing, this thing? And it becomes this like full blown research project on someone's page. And I'm just like, and again, if you're a Catholic or Orthodox listening to this, it's not a statement about yes, you or your yes. church. Like, <laughs> but what I have noticed is that when a woman changes her conviction on something or when, um, you know, converse or whatever, mm-hmm. it just, it gets everyone involved and <laughs> it's, it's less of a private event. It's like, you know, I read this thing and now I'm recommending this book and everyone's in on it. And, you know, that can be good if we're leading people towards truth. Like, but I think that women, we can, I think there's a, a thing called researching too much. I really do. <laughs> and I think there's a thing called going too far down the rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> And so I, I, I guess that's kind of, that's a rabbit hole based on what we were talking about with. No, but it's true. It's the, it's the ladies approach for sure. Yes. We're, we're really intense. I think we're, we're just really intense about everything. Yeah. Um, and that, that has its pros, you know, especially as mothers, like I want to be the best mother possible. And, and what does this look like? Yeah. Um, but then on social media, it can become a very high stake intense experience. Um, and so what would be just a casual video of, mm-hmm. oh, look at this cute couple. It's like, wh- what's wrong? My marriage doesn't look like that. And yep. like, he doesn't bring me flowers every day. And does that mean so like, what, something wrong with my husband and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. And yep. you bring to your husband and then you're like, why don't you do this? And <laughs> 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 what would we think of our marriages if we didn't have social media and we were just seeing the marriages in our immediate contexts in real life, right. how would we view our marriages? Probably differently. That's mm. good. Yeah. I really like that. I think that it, that goes back to gratitude and remembering why and what attracted you to your spouse and, and why did you marry them? Um, yeah. And of course the growth project that goes into how you both change and develop through that, the course of the marriage. But, you know, I'm so thankful of some attributes of Carissa. Like it's, it's really incredible. I think so many people could actually do well to just write out a list every once in a while of Mm -hmm. why they still choose their spouse and not get sidetracked to, yeah, maybe he doesn't bring you flowers every day, but he never complains when he goes to work and he works super hard and comes home. Yeah joyful like he might not tell you you're you're the sexiest woman alive all the time <laughs> but he's also dependable and he also loves jesus a ton yeah. and he all like yep. and, right. and it's like so a fixation on something and like a deficit that overpowers and shades everything mm-hmm. you know why yeah <sighs> yeah so my nice. uh i've been thinking about this a lot i um, my husband is a very quiet, introverted, like just hardworking, 
never complains. He's, you know, got up at five this morning or something mm. to go to work. And, um, and he, but he's not a words guy at all. Um, he just does, right? And you are. And, and I am, right? And, but it was interesting. Just, I was talking to a friend and she, her husband, I think is maybe more of a words guy. But she was going, oh, I just wish, you know, when I asked him to do this thing, like he would do it right away or something like that. And I was like, I've never had that issue in my marriage. Yeah. You know, like, I'll be like, or, or even just when I told him I wanted to do a YouTube channel or whatever, you know, and I'll just say it in passing. And then he'll come to me a day later. Well, I did some research about the computers you're going to need to buy. <laughs> I love, love that. that. Here are your three <laughs> options. Here's the pros and cons of each option. Which one do you want? And I'm like, I, I was just saying I wanted to do a YouTube channel. <laughs> but that yeah, was saying I love you. Happen. Right. Saying I love you. He doesn't do that for anyone else when they That's right. express. And, I'm, and I've noticed that too is I'll, I'll make a comment in passing. I really like to have this sometime and then I'll forget about it. And then a week later, he's like, oh, well, you know, let's revisit that and blah, blah, blah. And oh. I've learned to see his way of saying I love you. And it's not like, you know, I brought you flowers and let's go on a fancy date and this and this yeah. and this, um, yeah. which is a valid way of saying that for another marriage. And that's beautiful. But there are women I've talked to who are like, wait, your husband does what? You mm -hmm. know? like, <laughs> Yeah. Good. And the type of the, the expression of love that you're sharing right now about your husband, the way he shows his love is not usually the type we're going to see displayed on social media and in reels. Right. Like mostly we're going to see the outward flamboyant, you know, the flowers and the dinners and the adventures and, and those are great, but like, that's all we're going to see on social media. That's all you're going to see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's much more filmable. It's not really filmable to, <laughs> nor would it be honoring to my husband to film him in the act of researching computers for me, you know? <laughs> Um, you know, it's more than that of saying, I love you too. It's also saying, I respect you because if he wasn't, it didn't believe that you had what it took to actually have a voice. And that's one like very high praise from a man. Yeah. We could say, I love you, but some, some guys don't respect their wife. Right. So to say like, I see that you have what it takes to influence people and I'm going to get behind that. Mm. That's a lot. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, thank you. I, li yeah. I like hearing that. <laughs> That's true. Absolutely. So good. I'm going to throw you a curveball. Um, we uh -oh. recently had an ask. Uh, so we do ask episodes. And so people will record their questions in um, speak pipe and ask a question that can be featured in an episode. So I think we'll go ahead and play the question here. My husband doesn't think that it's important to watch who he follows, no matter what they look like or what they're wearing in their posts. And I've asked him so many times that it's respectful out of, for me. I'm asking him out of respect for me to delete people he doesn't even know that are wearing, that are either half naked or wearing bikinis because the man's eye is so important in lusting after other women and cheating and different things like that. Is it something that can be spoken about, about protecting your eyes, protecting the gates of your eyes, protecting what comes in even through social media and how important that is. All right, Annalise. So take a shot at answering this question. How can we help this gal out? Um, 
So I, you start with the premise that you do you, and it's not a bad thing that you are not capable of changing someone else's behavior. You also start with the premise that someone else's behavior in this regard is not a reflection on you or something wrong with you. And so uh, a lot of women will come to me with questions like this and they are feeling so badly about it because they think that it's a reflection that they're not attractive enough. They're this, they're this, they're this. Yeah. As a woman myself who has struggled with lust, if I look at another man that is not my husband it actually means nothing about my husband that he's not attractive or I don't love him or this or this. It is a problem between me and God. Mm. And women, I think, would do well to see that, to take themselves out of the equation sometimes when there is this issue and recognize this is a problem between your husband and God. And lust is not a love issue. It's a carnal issue. Mm. And so it's not that he's out there loving someone else. He may be lusting after someone else. That's a carnal issue. That's not love. Wow. So that's the that's first good. thing. Um, and I understand this deeply because in my relationship, I'm the more, the one who's more likely to be like, Oh, I need to not look at, you ah, know? Sure. Um, and so I feel like I can, I can speak to that. That's um, great. Yeah. But, and that's, that's the first premise I start with. And then, you know, submission doesn't mean silence, right? Um, you are the number one person in his life to go to him with these things. If you go to him, you express your concerns. Remember to keep it un un how is it is unpersonal in the sense that you say you know if if i was looking at other men i would be concerned that there was an issue with with god and i that that it's, it's out of concern that you know you're walking before the lord in holiness that i bring this to you mm -hmm. um and if you've done that um then it is between him and god and um you know obviously if it gets worse and things escalate, I believe that you follow the Matthew 18 pattern of first you go to the person, then you bring someone else, then you go to the church, right? Do I think that liking photos of someone who maybe is in workout clothes or something is a is an issue that needs to escalate to the church? No, I don't think so. Okay. That's my personal belief. Um, because uh, it, it's an, in it a matter of this person has decided to not set boundaries with who they're following or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then I would also give him the benefit of the doubt and the chance to maybe say what's going on um, okay. because, uh, and I'm not saying that as an excuse, but give him a chance to, you know, don't yeah. immediately jump to condemnation. Um, give the same sort of benefit of the doubt that you would want to receive. Ah, oh, that's good. Um, and, and so that would be my advice. Yeah. yeah. So like asking him when you say like given the benefit of the doubt, like asking him, like t share with me why you want to follow these accounts and how is it helpful? Like, what are you getting? Depending on, I don't know what kind of accounts they are. Yeah, she didn't specify. That's difficulty here. It could be workout accounts. Right. Or... And, I, and again, I'm not saying that if, if a man's just like following women who are posting like bikini photos, like a married man and, or any man, but like a married man doing that and he's constantly liking these photos. I don't think that there's like secretly some good reason. It's not what I'm implying. <laughs> sure. Um, it's more just that the way that you are speaking to them is like, it's the way I would want to be spoken to if I was mm -hmm. doing the opposite on my end. You know, yes. I would want my first to come with, can we talk about this? Yeah. Is there yeah. something going on? Yeah. You know, before immediately jumping to, you know, condemnation. Uh -huh. Um, I would want a gentle approach. And so I'm, I'm suggesting that we extend the same gentle approach. Um, and, and then I would say, 
you know, help, uh, let's say, you know, is there someone in your life you could have accountability with yeah. in this regard? Mm-hmm. Now it, it could be you, but you know, also there are, there's sometimes it's just the, the, well, that was what would happen when my husband got social media. He said, the algorithm is showing me all these women that are scantily clad. Yes. Oh, I need to fix this. And so I don't know what, what we did or whatever, but it's like, well, you have to, you know, look up things you want to see. If you want to see like hunting things, or if you want to see like tech, tech things, you got to look that up and you got to teach the algorithm, whatever. Yes. Mm -hmm. So maybe it might be a practical thing as the algorithm is showing him these things. And he's like going down the rabbit hole and then he's getting sucked into it every time. Mm -hmm. And you can say, Hey, I'd love to help you or have someone help you. We can figure out how to not have the algorithm show you this. Exactly. Um, That's good. And I had to fix my algorithm because it was just showing me stupid stuff. And I was like, I just want to see like coffee and matcha and pretty dresses. And so (laughs) I went and I fixed my algorithm. That's great. and, And just for those people too, I don't even go to my explore page. Ever. Yeah, that's a good tip for people who are concerned about that. Um, there's yeah, just no I wish point. we could delete the Explorer page, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, and, and now they're offering like different accounts inside your feed, which is becoming difficult. And also stories are very, very prevalent. But if you're just careful on what you spend time looking at, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, would, it should change. I love that response, Annalise, to not jump straight to condemnation approach it gently and extend, extend grace in the conversation, um, while still addressing it and not being silent. So that's beautiful. And that was like on the, on the spot folks. Like I just totally threw that out. Can I add a couple of things? Please. So for, for the husband, I think it would be very helpful for him. I don't know where he is in his walk with God or, or how new of a Christian he is, but going to an older more seasoned man and asking, Hey, what do you see anything, you know, that, that could be harming myself or my walk with God? Mm. And how would, how do you see this, that, that both of them trust, you know, go to somebody that you both trust Mm -hmm. and help you, you know, walk you through, um, how to properly look at this. Cause I mean, I've seen women be overly sensitive as well. Um, so just having that conversation and, and, um, walking that line, it's, it's a difficult line to be in the world, but not of it. Yeah, um, it is. And we all stumble and we all fall. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes with the conversation with lust, I get frustrated with women sometimes because there's women who haven't struggled with lust to the extent, and it can be easy for them to just see it as like, the man is just gross or broken or whatever. And, and they also can take it very, very personally. And mm-hmm. I, I've come to, I don't know. It, at first I was like, how do I talk to these women? Cause like, for me, it's, I don't really get jealous in my marriage. Um, I'm like, there are some ways in which we're kind of like the opposite of the typical, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> like I, I see that in you. Really be jealous. I'm just like, Oh, like she's, beautiful woman like I don't care like right um but so I'm talking to these women I'm like how do I help it and I realized oh I can help them because I know exactly that this is not a personal thing Mm -hmm. so good yeah it's like at worst it's carnal and at best it's like 
I had a passing thought that there was a, a man that was attractive and then I totally forgot about it and I moved on with my life. Right. Uh, but it's not like, well, suddenly I don't love my husband anymore. Like, you know, yeah. so. Right. Yep. Yeah. That's good. And I, I would think too, the, the longer you stay in situations that are tainted, that are leaning toward lust, the more you curate lust and desire in, in a direction that's not toward your spouse. Yeah. Um, I've found myself for sure different times of my life, things I listen to, things I watch, things I partake in that maybe are not in and of themselves sin, but do um, they bring up feelings and desires mm -hmm. that, that are difficult to handle mm -hmm. and that yeah. could definitely lead me down a path of sinning. You it's know, a pattern. It's forming a, a pattern. So true. Yeah. So yeah. true. That's good. Yeah. Such good feedback and thoughts on this on the spot. So yeah, this is a fun conversation here. Man, Annalise, anything else you want to add regarding uh, social media and marriage? Three tips. <laughs> Three tips. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, kind of just what we were saying now about being willing to set the boundary with yourself mm. and fix your algorithm and like, nice. and, and also, uh, you know, I'm a social media influencer, whatever, with almost 184,000 followers. Yeah. And I've had people think that I was some homesteader with a glorious big house and, you know, like all, all this kind of stuff. And then people will come on my page and realize, like, like, look, like I live in 450 square feet and yes. buy 69 cent pound chicken from Walmart. You know? <laughs> And I'm really good with angles with a camera. <laughs> and even my angles can't hide like my, you know, my room right now. It's just like, you've got some nice gray walls. And, you know, it's, and, and you know, it's, and I'm not saying, I, I think some people have been like genuinely surprised because they equate like number of followers to like a certain lifestyle that you sure. have. And I've had people be like, well, what, you know, you don't go on fancy vacations. You don't do this. You don't do this. And I just want to say like it, that, even as someone with a big following who someone might be assuming things about, I'm absolutely don't have that lifestyle. Yeah. And I don't have that marriage, whatever. And so um, there's always more to the story that you, yeah. um, you can't see. And if the person, if, if the people genuinely do have a really nice house and they do have a really nice marriage, then the command is to rejoice with those who rejoice. Oh. So, um, you know, mm. either it's not what it is or it is what it is. And if it is what it is, it's good. And if it's not what it is, then you're really beating yourself up over for nothing. Listen to that <laughs> advice right there. Such a good <laughs> real summary right there. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. It is what it is. So get over it and be thankful for it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Not, every, not everyone's faking, but some people are faking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are faking. Oh, that's so good. Annalise, you are refreshing. I love having conversations with you. Real. Yeah, so real. You guys, uh, speaking of social media, Annalise would be a fantastic account to follow. So go give her a follow. We will link her handle in the show notes. What's your handle? Uh, feminine. Oh, so I had feminine underscore not underscore feminist. Then I changed it to Annalise in Arizona. Mm -hmm. um, but then I was like, could I change it back if I wanted to? So I accidentally changed it back to feminine underscore not underscore feminist. <laughs> and I might change it back to Annalise in Arizona. So check out both. <laughs> okay. We'll link both. You should find her. Yeah. <laughs> and just, I, I love what Annalise posts because it's, 
not this fluff and the stuff we've been talking about, but it's it's real talk and it's deep and it's theologically sound and so appreciated. So if you're looking for like, what are, what's some healthy stuff I can put in my feed? Go, go follow Annalise. Yes. So thank thank you you so much. All right. Well, we're going to end our podcast the way that we end all of our episodes. And that is by asking you this question, rewind back to your first couple years of marriage. And what advice do you wish you would have received? Fill in the blank, dear young married couple. Um, Exact same thing that we said at the beginning of this podcast, which is uh, you work in your marriage for Christ, uh, not for immediate results here and now. Um, and that, that will sustain you much farther than trying to change or get a certain result. Beautiful. Thank you so much for, uh, coming on and yes, having this conversation. Having thank you, Annalise. Awesome. Thank you. All right, friends. We really hope that you got a ton out of today's conversation. And if you want help, if you want personal guidance with individual counseling or couples counseling, or even help with you as a couple reaching the goals you have just reach out. Give us a call at 916-678-1797 or shoot us an email at hello at dearyoungmarriedcouple.com. No matter where you are in the world or in your marriage, we can set up a counseling session with you and we can work toward progress. We also post marriage advice regularly on our Instagram, which is at dearyoungmarriedcouple. And we'd love for you to join us in conversation there. All right. See you next week.